considering I literally play with this, I, I have to start playing with this because I've been playing with pens uh, during the Jeff's episode. Play, just playing with his pigskin again. That's right. I love, <laughs> I love, around. I love slapping pig my pigskin around. around. Just That's spinning it. around his balls all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, there's the intro. I'm recording right now. So there we go. 1420. 1426. <laughs> That's the intro. Nailed it early. <laughs> yep. Woo! Got it out of the way. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mike Valverde and Walker Kelly. Mike, how's your day going? Other than me ruining your weekend preemptively with the atmospheric river that's coming. <laughs> it's typhoon or whatever the heck's going on. Cy- bomb cyclone. Cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Yeah. Um, it's going all right. Um, I've, I've been up all night. My cat got out, and... Oh, God. She's part uh stray part home so um she she was a feral cat when we when we brought her in uh this was many many moons ago and i worked on her worked on her worked on her finally got her sort of comfortable around us and everything and we move and she gets out so um i i just sort of been on watch all night long trying to find her um she uh she came across the the back window here. I saw her. I went out, but she just took off, and so it's just one of those things where I'm keeping watch until my wife gets home from work, and then I can go to bed. Jeez, Louise, good luck with that. Um, our cat bolted out the door a couple weeks ago. I think I told the story on the podcast, but she was just hanging out across the street. So I understand that that fear. So good luck to you and to your to your kitty cat. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Walker, how you doing? Please come back, Mike Cat. Yeah, come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. Um, I so I started my new job and um, the trainer doesn't get there until Monday, but I like had all of my like solo training stuff done, so I literally just didn't do anything today. Nice. And um, this morning I was like dicking around on uh on google sheets and listening to a podcast and they started reading off like vulgar license plates from the state of maine and i had to go to the bathroom so that i could laugh because (laughs) i was laughing so like i was i was about to cry from like holding in my laughter it was ridiculous yeah sometimes um uh you know my wife will fall asleep on the couch and i'll put on a podcast and i will have to stop listening to said podcast because i'm afraid my laughing is going to wake her up yeah the one Uh, the one that really the one that set me off was uh hvyflo heavy flow (laughs) just i lost it i couldn't handle it there was a game show once with uh that you had to they put up the letters in the first first contestant to name what it was would win the the points or whatever i don't know how long that lasted but that, that kind of reminds me of all that yeah so um all right so just real quick i want to do some programming notes here so uh if you listen if you have this uh as a feed in your subscription uh you notice there was an extra episode this week so we are switching up the format so the new format is um after this week so we're starting it with next 
Friday's episode, I suppose. We're going to get rid of the question and answer format. Um, we're going to just more go into straight preview, kind of talking about the games, a little less regimented. It worked well when it was just me and Mike, but with the three of us, we need more of a discussion thing. So um, Walker will be on the Wednesday pod uh, doing his ranks as well as the Friday pod. Mike will be on the Tuesday and Friday pod, and I will be on all three pods because um, I have not taught anybody else how to do this, so I have to do all the editing. Um, but um, yeah, you will get three podcasts a week. Uh, if you're in Patreon, I'll continue to post all of them in the, in the Patreon feed, so you only have to follow one feed. Um, otherwise, you can just enjoy the extra content. And um, if you aren't subscribed to us, you can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. And uh, you can also check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash football absurdity. We are also switching around that as well. Um, we're going to try to see um, about more effective streaming through Twitch. The website is footballabsurdity.com. Got a lot of good stuff going up every week. And uh, the Twitter is at fballabsurdity. Um, Walker is at Big Daddy Drix with an X. Mike is RFL Red Zone. And I am Jeff Crisco, K R I S K O. If you want to get in on Patreon, patreon.com slash football absurdity three bucks a month gets you that tuesday episode and guys i think that's everything i think i got all the business out of the way we forgot one thing eli What's and that? peyton return on monday night football oh yes eli and peyton come back next week yeah so i'm very Thank excited God. about that because i think this is probably one of the worst monday night football crews um that i they're not only it feels like they're parts of three different crews. It feels like, um, you know, like Lewis Riddick should be on like a, a, a studio show. Like he's not a play by play guy. And then was he? This might have been your tweet, Walker, that pointed out where they would all be better suited. No, I, I think uh, I tweeted something along the lines of. Uh, I can't believe that Brian Greasy is somehow the best part of a three-man monday night football booth yeah or something like that yeah it's not great um i just i'm i'm not a fan of of bob his dad bob was much better robert robert greasy yeah he's um i don't know if he's he i know he did a lot of college i don't know if he's even doing i think he retired but um yeah bob greasy was really good um yeah brian and yeah, Steve Levy is was just like a he was just a sports college. center anchor. Yeah, and, and and sports center. So it's it's very weird. I don't like it. Just make Peyton and Manning, Peyton and Eli full time, please, please. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. I mean, so. I think they get a, get their idea. They want to use like Riddick to explain a lot of the things that you know the traits of football players, and but he doesn't do that. Um, Brian Greasy brings supposedly the football knowledge um but, but he, he doesn't, doesn't do that, that. yeah <laughs> and levy is supposed to be the anchor and he doesn't anchor anything so it's just a mess yeah it's just a bunch of just people who don't know their roles trying to talk over each other um so that sucks but what you know what also sucks the browns broncos game last night unless you started dearness johnson um yeah. So uh, Browns 17, Broncos 14. Um, I mean, we didn't do a Tuesday pod um, as part of the like restructure thing. We kind of had to figure out what we were doing. But I guess uh, if somebody had a question, it would have been, can we start Dearness Johnson? And I would say, 
Uh, yes, but I have a question for Dear Nurse Johnson. Where was this last year when I spent 41 fab dollars on you? 22 carries, 146 yards and touchdown, two receptions, 22 yards. Just an amazing fantasy day. And, like, where was this last year? Yeah, he had, what, three starts, two starts? Um, yeah. After his, his sort of breakout game when they went down, uh, when Hunt and Chubb were out, and he exploded on the scene, and everybody got thirsty for it, and then we had a drought. Um, so now everybody was like, oh, okay, well, Darius Johnson's going to be the bell cow. Let's bring him in, and we'll, we'll be all excited about it. He goes off. And now everybody's all excited again. So it's just like, can't you, can you just do that once last year? Just, just, you know, pay off everybody who, who spent so much money on their fab just to, just to bring you in on their team. But no, he, he refused to. Ridiculous. Walker, what do you think about this Dearness Johnson thing? I see people talking about how he's going to take away from Kareem Hunt when Hunt comes back. I don't see that happening. The mic almost spit out his drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, Dearness Johnson looked shockingly good last night. I will admit that he was, he was a legitimately good football player last night. But the Broncos also have one NFL caliber linebacker on their roster that's healthy right now. Um, Justin Sternand is the only guy on their team who's even like relatively an NFL player who's healthy at linebacker. They were playing their sixth string linebacker at points. Jeez. Jesus yesterday. Christ. Um, yeah, it's really bad for them right now. And, and uh, that, that showed in the run defense. I mean, not only is Cleveland's offensive line obviously quite good in the run blocking game, um, so Johnson was able to get up ahead of steam before he got touched, and then he was running into a bunch of linebackers who don't know how to tackle and bouncing off of those guys. And it just, you know, yes, he looked really good, but it was also just a horrific run defense performance. Um, I think that as long as Chubb and Hunt are out, he's a starter for mm-hmm. fantasy, but um, I would not expect a game as big as this from him again. No, I, 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 this is probably the high point of his entire career. Yep, yep. Yeah. This is the best it's going to get. I, I don't think he's Jonas Gray or anything, where he's just going to disappear Ooh. completely after this. He needs like but, six alarm clocks just to make sure he's not Jonas Gray. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I would not expect him to be a, a significant contributor very often the remainder of his career. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was his, he's very good at the one cut speed um speed cut and without the linebackers filling the gaps and the defense alignment not covering you know one or two gaps inside you, there's going to be holes and there was mm-hmm. a lot of those last night so he he looked he looked great um fitting in an off and off behind an offense against a defense that has their weak points against the one cut runner so you know anybody else the colts would just you know, devastate him. Um, he's not going to go anywhere on the Colts or any 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 team that has you know a, a defensive tackle linebacker combination that can fill those gaps and fill those holes. He's going to have a lot of trouble. Like Javon Kinlaw. Oh, yeah, like Kinlaw, that dude. <laughs> uh, the only gap he fills is the one on the inactive board. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of inactive, we had Donovan Peoples Jones get injured during warmups, and that made a lot of people angry um for the injury there it was i haven't seen any updates on it um what we also found out was that um baker mayfield's 
injury is worse than we thought. He has a um, a, a fracture in the top of his his humerus, um, so he might be out for a while. There's people clamoring saying just get the surgery and come back next year, Baker, um, mm-hmm. which might not be the worst idea. And then um, Nick so Chubb. We should go out and get Case Keenum. What's that? We should go out and get Case Keenum. I guess yeah, in, in, two, in two quarterback leagues. Two yeah. quarterback leagues. Correct. Yeah, because he looked fine. He looked proficient. He looked like Case Keenum. Yeah, he looked like Case Keenum, who took that. We forget he took the um, Vikings to the playoffs. So it's not like he's just. He's not garbage. trash. Yeah, he's not a mess out there. No, he's he's he's, like he's a very he's a he's a high level backup. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say he's probably top three of the backups um, yeah. in the NFL right now. I would is say he, so, yeah. Is he Andy Dalton level, would we say? Uh, maybe just below Dalton. Just below Andy Dalton. Okay. So, um, so yes, uh, one thing, too, about the Dearness Johnson going forward thing is uh, Kevin Stefanski said he's hopeful Nick Chubb returns against the Steelers. So he's immediately going back to a part-time role if things work out how they hope they work out um, in Cleveland. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, the only real injury was Von Miller. Uh, he had an ankle injury that turned out to be not as bad as they thought. So that's very good. And um, people are mad at Javante Williams in this Melvin Gordon situation. <laughs> yeah, did you see Kyle Yates get dunked all over by Melvin Gordon himself? Yes, that was fantastic. What did, did, you what did Yates like? say? Yates he was like, said, Yates yeah. said something. He was like, uh, name one thing that... Uh, that shouldn't annoy you as much as it does or something like that. And then he's like, I'll go first. Uh, Mel, uh, Javante Williams being in a 50-50 split still with Men- Melvin Gordon. And then Melvin Gordon replied to it and said, uh, I was, I'm was i annoyed by you writing this dumbass tweet or something <laughs> like that. And just absolutely flamed him. Good. And then, and then Yates was like, oh, I, I mean, I love you, man. I mean, oh, you're so... Cool. Yeah, what, what the as Kev would say, world record backtrack. Yeah, so um, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I I I, I sent too. I sent a tweet out last night that I hope Melvin Gordon saw and smiled about. You know, if he was name searching himself, so uh, about like hey, Melvin Gordon hasn't really done anything to lose this job. No, I he's mean, been he, fine. Yeah, he's been fine. Yeah. Which inspired thing. me to do mine actually. Which was yours? Um, let's see. Uh, I have to get through these retweets here. Uh, oh, this guy. He's like, oh, there's too many retweets. I can't see are. what's going on. Um, okay. Oh. So the ones the ones upset at, at this MG3 Williams situation are either, one, managers of Williams and not Gordon. Two, infatuated with the rookie and just want to see more. Three, don't understand traits of NFL running backs. Or four, can't decipher the difference between fantasy football and the NFL. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But here's the thing, too, is what did we say this Javante Williams situation was going to be like? We said all offseason it was going to be the Cam Akers situation from last year, where you're just waiting for him to come through. Right. And that's still in the cards. Um, But people want him to be ready right now. And that was never going to be the thing. He was a shared time back in college. He had five games over 20 touches. You know, he shared with Michael Carter. And for him to suddenly be a bell cow in the NFL right out of the gate was never realistically in the cards. Now, he did something very interesting that I think helps his value, 
which did you guys see how many uh, targets and catches he had? I know he had more than three. He had six receptions on seven targets, which tied for the team lead with Noah Fant. Ah. So, so if this turns into a situation where Melvin Gordon is handling the carries more so than the targets and Javante Williams is handling the targets more so than the carries, this is beneficial to Javante Williams because he is a part-time back. He has been a part-time back. He's not shown himself to be a full-time back yet. And he would be getting the more valuable part of the shared time. So I guess what I'm saying is, is stop being so whiny about Javante Williams. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you should be happy that he's been getting targets because one of the things that he did struggle with was catching the ball. Um, that's what separated him and Michael Carter was Michael Carter was one of was the better catch uh, catch passer. And um, it's, it, you know, with all those targets, it shows that they really want to get Williams involved in, in this offense, A and B. They are using him as a receiver. You, you might as well, unless unless something happens, an injury happens to Melvin Gordon, I do not see uh, this not moving away from what we, we've seen over the last seven weeks. Melvin Gordon, is, has, as, as you tweeted, Jeff, that you have to have two combinations of things. You have to mm-hmm. have the, the, the guy that has the job lose the job and the guy that is second banana behind the guy with the job has to has to earn that job. Yep. And so far, Javante Williams has earned it, but Melvin Gordon hasn't lost it. Exactly. Exactly. That's the part of this people are missing. They want Javante Williams to be really good. And he might be, but they're they're not taking the, you know, the actual way that NFL teams work into construction or in, into consideration. They're saying uh, he has he, he has more yards per carry. He is the better back, which is a a fault that we keep falling into. It's a a a problem that we keep you know stepping directly into, uh, which is you know the change of pace guy should have a very high yards per carry because he is the counterpunch to what the defense is doing for the main guy, and he should always be better because that's what the change of pace guy does. He's a smaller role, but more efficient role. So right. it's almost like with baseball, where if you have your starting pitcher throwing 92, 93 miles per hour and for six, seven innings, and then you bring in, you know, a reliever who's throwing 101, it's good. <laughs> the batters are going to have a hard time struggling mm-hmm. to try to keep up with that. Um, or even vice versa. You have someone, a starting pitcher throwing 100 and the reliever coming in and throwing 95. It, it's it, the batters and players need to adjust to the situation that's happening. And if the defense is, is structured in a way to stop one but not the other, then that's why you take advantage of that situation. And 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 because you're taking advantage of that situation, your higher yards per carry average is going to be a little bit inflated. Yeah, and not only that. I mean, just to take that starter reliever allegory one step further, um, the you can't nobody looks at a closer and says, oh, that guy's throwing 102 miles per hour. Let's have him pitch six innings at 102 miles. per yeah, hour. Right. He can't keep <laughs> it up. He's not built that way. Right. So, yeah, good luck with that. So I got one more question for you guys um, before we get going. Uh, are we going to see Drew Locke sometime in the next few weeks? Because Teddy Bridgewater is not doing it. Uh, I, I'm I hope say- not. I'm going to say no, because if we were, unless Bridgewater, you know, is completely falls on his face more than he did last night, 
last night was the opportunity to put Drew Locke in there, and they didn't do it. Um, so, it, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it happening. No. Okay, I forgot. I do have more questions for you guys. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. six targets, two catches, twenty three yards. I've been writing for weeks to drop Odell Beckham Jr. Do I have your guys' cosign for that? Yeah. Yeah, mine. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, with the run first offense, they're gonna get Chubb back next week. Hopefully, Hunt soon after that, and a potentially backup quarterback for the rest of the year. I mean, you just get rid of Odell Beckham. Don't don't have that temptation or, on your roster. Or to trade him now. Trade, yeah, or trade, trade him, now. him now. Um, after that game, uh, you know, Odell Beckham is a great wide receiver, but he does not fit in this offense. So this would be a great opportunity to try to um, get him, get rid of him um, without having to drop him completely. Okay. And then uh, last question, how much of our fab are we spending on Johnny Stanton? We need running backs, you know, need him he, back. Did score, we, he did score a touchdown. He was awesome last night. 8.1 or 7.1 points in PPR. Just saying. Free off the waiver wire. No, that's the fullback for the uh, uh, Cleveland Browns. Do not uh, go out and get Johnny Stanton. Uh, Anything else about this game you guys want to talk about before we get into the previews? Um, I'm worried about Cortland Sutton a little bit. Um, Just the fact that Teddy Bridgewater is hurting, even though Cortland Sutton has been okay. Um, He got double-digit points last night, but I... He's going to have to do more, I think. Yeah, we'll see. If Jerry Judy comes back next week, which it looks like he might be, I think that that might be a problem for him. But, um, I mean, Cortland Sutton's just so good. You saw that one-handed catch last night. Oh, that he's, was amazing. He is just – he's just too good to, to, to bench, I think, is the problem. Yeah, he was in my starting lineup last night, uh, just more due to – well, I think I probably would have started him anyways if I had Adam Thielen, but um, – yeah, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Yeah, so, all right, let's get into week seven, guys. It's the Bipocalypse, the Bi-NATO, the Bi-Mageddon, whatever you want to call it. Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, the Chargers, and Jacksonville. Not NFL only, does not care about your fantasy football Yeah, team. I was going to say, not only is it the most teams we'll see on a bye this year, this ha- there are so many impactful players on this team. From Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs to uh, everybody and basically everybody in Dallas. Dak, the wide receivers, the tight end, uh, the running backs, everybody in Dallas. Dalvin Cook, uh, Justin Jefferson, all the Pittsburgh guys, all the Chargers guys, James Robinson, Marvin Jones. It is a mess this week. And then on top of that, we have injuries to guys like Saquon Barkley and um, who's the wide receiver? I'm totally blank. Oh, eight. Antonio Brown was ruled out today. No yep. Rob Gronkowski. No Rob. This is horrible. I hate this week. And um, I managed to start a full roster in every league, which I didn't think I would be able to do. I had to make some – I had to drop Matt Milano, which if you play an IDP, that is a difficult thing to do. Yeah, that Matt is, stud. Yeah, that is – but I had to drop him. I had no other room on my roster. I had five of my six IDPs were on uh, by this week. And like my other IDPs are um, like I dropped my the only linebacker I kept was Joe Schobert. 
Oh, I, have wow. four, okay. I have four linebackers. So I, joke was easy because he's he went on IR. Then I was streaming one of my linebacker spots, and then I had to drop Matt Milano. Wow. So it was like. You but know? you're not you're not going to drop any of those other guys that you mentioned. Uh, Schobert, you're definitely not dropping. Yeah, I'm not dropping Schobert. Joke went on IR, but then right. like my two IDP, my two safety spots or my two defensive back spots are uh, Derwin James and Harrison Smith, who are both studs. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, it's like it, yeah, it, it's a it's a total mess. So like Matt Milano was the odd man out. I almost dropped Michael Thomas, and I probably should have dropped Michael Thomas, but whatever. All right. Green Bay and Washington, guys. Let's talk about this. Two teams that are actually playing. Um, for the Packers, there's no significant injury that's been reported. For Washington, Terry McLaurin is off the injury report. Uh, Antonio Gibson's shin, which has been a question and a, a, a concern all week. He left parts of last week's game because of it. Um, it's still a questionable injury. But Antonio Gibson is confident that he'll play on Sunday. So if you're not sure, and I'll say it again now, 90 minutes before kickoff, the injury reports come out. If Antonio Gibson isn't active, you will know with plenty of time to bench him. So don't worry about that. But Mike, if he play, oh, sorry, this is a 48 point over under, Green Bay, eight point favorites. But Mike, you want to know if Antonio Gibson can reach top 24 status for the fourth time in five games. And I think you threw the curse on him, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I might have. Uh, yeah. He's he's uh, he's been a top 20 running back in four of the last five games, um, and he's hit anywhere between RB 13 and 20 in any of those weeks. However, last week, as you mentioned, Jeff, with his injuries and those kind of things just adding up, he he just wasn't Antonio Gibson. He wasn't what we normally see him to be without those injuries. So he finished as an RB 39 uh, this week. The Packers are coming in, and they, they've gotten better against the run. They're actually about midway through the NFL. They're, they're 15th against running backs um, in fantasy points allowed. They allow 24 per game. So it's going to be a rough go for Antonio Gibson if he plays, if he's healthy. Um, even if he, if he is those things, it's going to be a tough matchup uh, against Green Bay. So we, we shall see where, where he ends up. But – Let's just say he he's not really totally affected by this injury. I think he can finish in the top 24. All right. Um, so, Walker, my question for you is about J.D. McKissick. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we thinking about J.D. McKissick this week? If um, Antonio Gibson plays, is he a viable start this week? Yes. Thumbs up, even if he plays. Yes. Um, the Buccaneers are... I believe it's their eighth best against um, running, but they are the worst in the league at covering receiving backs out of the backfield. So they're giving up the eighth. The, they're giving up the uh, the eighth least uh, rushing points to running backs, but they're giving up the most receiving points to running backs. So yeah, and especially. In a pretty ideal matchup for McKissick and a game where Washington's probably going to be trailing a lot, um, yeah, he's a really good play this week. Okay, um, so I think those are the only questionable starts in this game, except for um, A.J. Dillon seems to be uh, somebody that's creeping into starting lineups. Uh, Walker, I know you haven't ranked, what, like late 20s, like 28, 29? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's an option for you. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about starting A.J. Dillon this week? Um, before I get into A.J. Dillon, just to sort of emphasize what, yeah. what Walker was saying, um, 17th against running backs overall, but 22nd worst um, in allowing receptions to the running back. So that that definitely screams J.D. McKissick. Uh, as far as A.J. Dillon goes, uh, I, I think – it just depends on on the situation and the role that that they put him in. He last week uh, he was someone that was used uh, sparingly and sort of in the short yardage and couple packages, but mostly it was Aaron Jones. However, the week before they used him in in goal line situations. So I don't know if they're testing this out and seeing how well he does uh, in goal line, and then let's take him out and then only put him in certain packages and see how he does in these kind of situations. And they're just trying to mix and match and use AJ Dillon in certain ways that, that says, okay, this is what we want to use AJ, AJ Dillon, or if it's going to be um, against a team and it's only specific specifically against defensive matchups. I, I really don't know, but AJ Dillon right now is pretty much unusable unless you are just scratching the surface and you're like, okay, I have zero running backs. I have Brandon Bolden and um, whoever else, um, and Naheem Hines. And I need someone that might get some goal line work or some couple yards, and then you want to go to A.J. Dillon. But if if you have starters that are, you know, weekly guys, then he's, he's just not of the use to anybody. What if your running backs are Miles Gaskin, A.J. Dillon, Jamichael Hasty? Khalil Herbert, Ronald Jones, David Montgomery, and Trey Sermon. Like my Scott Fishbowl team that makes me want to jump off a cliff whenever I look <laughs> at my running backs. Is Gus complaining I, about a team that is in playoff position right now? <laughs> I am complaining about a team that's 4-2. and two. That's right, Walker. Did you lose? You must have lost last week, right? I won last week. Um, oh, I actually smashed my opponent last week. It's uh, I had two bad, two bad weeks there. Uh, I think I went 2-0. Oh and two, two and zero. I think that's what my uh... yeah. I scored uh I scored over two hundred points last week and lost. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've scored two hundred points all year in a week. That's yeah. I I I was the second highest scorer out of twelve and I lost to the highest oh. scorer out of the twelve. Oh, well, luckily Scott Fish has scoring as one of the ways to get into the playoffs. So yeah, I'm currently sitting. Um, I'm tied on record and i'm like 13 points out of the playoffs right now because i'm three and three but i've mm-hmm. scored quite a bit so yeah i'm if i continue to score at the rate i've been scoring i'll probably still make the playoffs yeah my scott fishbowl division is interesting because it's the chaos division because five of the top six ranked people are the fans and I'm the only non-fan that's in the top six. So, like, yeah. Mike Clay is getting smashed, and Nick Costas is getting smashed, and uh, John Bauer getting smashed. So, um, yeah, chaos division. The top two in my league are fans as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lori, shout out Lori Foster, 6-0, and with the one of the lowest points for. She just keeps sidestepping it- bombs. <laughs> yeah, so... Shout out to her, six and zero. Oh. I'm gonna smash her this week. I think that's who I'm playing. Smash. Um, all right, smash. I'm taking I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. Talking about Hulk smash. Green Bay definitely Hulk smashing. W. We're gonna we might need to revert back to the WTF days, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. WTF. Ricky Seals Jones or Bob Tanyan. <laughs> Ricky. RSJ. 
Yeah. Big Bob Tanya, get him off your fantasy teams. Um, he has been bad, folks. All right, next game up is Kansas City and Tennessee. This is uh, KC 3-3, three and three, Tennessee 4-2, and 57.5 point over-under. KC 4.5 point favorites. Uh, injuries for the Titans. Left tackle Taylor Lewan is out for Week 7 with a concussion. Julio Jones is questionable. A.J. Brown uh, is no longer... Uh, you know wedding out is doo doo behind, we'll say, because this is the I don't want to edit this. Uh, his food poisoning bout seems to be over. Um, but yeah, he tweeted out, My body's rejecting any food I eat. This blank ain't no joke. Um, so don't eat Chipotle, folks. Um, let's see. Uh, Derek Henry had a did not practice in the middle of the week, but that's because he's getting like 75 carries per game, so they're giving him some rest. Um, I don't think I think Derrick Henry is beyond practicing. I think he knows what he he can and should and needs to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Derrick Henry needs to practice anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think he's good. Um, Tyreek well, supposed Hill, to run through the A gap and not the B gap on this play, correct, Coach? Uh, just run through the lineman. That's pretty much what you try to do, anyways, Derrick. Um, uh, Travis Kelsey is limited with a neck injury. He's expected to play on Sunday. Tyreek Hill returned to practice with a quad injury. Andy Reid said he should be fine um those are the only noted injuries in this game um so the question for this one is walker wants to know and i'm banking on this uh this was my light at the end of the tunnel for ryan Tannehill. will he finally 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 be top 10 yeah and i'm i'm definitely on the Tannehill uh express this week you are dying on this tanny hill that's right um that that is correct he should have a good game this week. I mean, this is by far the highest implied point total of the week. Um, should be a shootout. Tennessee's going to have to throw to keep up at times. Kansas City's pass defense is god-awful. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much the perfect like get-right game for Ryan Tannehill's fantasy prospects. So I'm expecting a big Tannehill game, big Henry game, big A.J. Brown game. Yeah. Um, big Anthony Ferkser game? Uh, what's a big Anthony Ferkser game? Like four for 54? I was going to say three catches <laughs> for 37 yards. Yeah. Wow. So I think this is a situation. I think this game's pretty straightforward. And Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, if you're in a pinch, you can start Tannehill. You're starting your Chiefs guys. Miko Hardman is maybe a flex, maybe. Um, you're starting A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. I, and uh, Julio Jones, if he plays. And I think that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm just sort of looking Oh, you're at starting Daryl. Yeah. yeah, you're starting Daryl. Yeah, I, I do. I do like Nicole Hardman. Uh, he's uh, had nine for 76 against Buffalo and then four for 62. So he's putting up 10, 10 points per game almost every week. The only, I think, only two weeks out of out of this season so far, he hasn't put up double digits. So, uh, flex position is is a really good spot for McCole Hardman. Okay, yeah, it's um, it's it's a pretty straightforward game. It's it's if you have fantasy options, you're starting them, but you're not getting cute with anybody. So, uh, I'll take the I'll take the Chiefs. Whoa, really? Okay, I like it. Because I need Titans to lose, being a Colts fan. Uh, I'm doing it for you, Mike. I appreciate it. I need it because I'm going to go with the Titans on this one. 
I'm going with the um, the Chiefs. I'm also picking the Packers. Just you, you forgot to ask me on the last. Oh, one, but... Walker, who are you picking between Washington and Green Bay? It was already in the doc, so I completely. Yeah, I am picking <laughs> Green Bay. Oh wow, that is news to me. All right. It <laughs> <laughs> was yesterday's news to you. <laughs> yesterday's news today. So all right, uh, next game up. Atlanta and Miami, two teams that should have stayed in London. Uh, Atlanta is two and three. Miami is one and five. Forty-seven and a half point over under. Atlanta two and a half point road favorites. Um, very interesting because uh, uh, Falcon can attack a dolphin, but it's much more difficult for a dolphin to attack a falcon. Just something to think about. Unless they're uh, flipper. Unless they they're flipper. That's true. Um, that completely threw me off. Anyway, <laughs> plus, <laughs> my, injuries in this I one. Said it, I'm like, uh-oh, this might throw Jeff off. <laughs> uh, injuries in this one. Um, Xavier Howard, shoulder groin injury is questionable, as is Byron Jones with a quad and an Achilles injury. Normally, we don't talk about um, defensive guys too much, but the Miami pass defense has been a just one you could just do whatever you want to. So that's definitely worth monitoring. Um Tua Otungo-Vailoa was part of rumors this week about a trade between Houston and Washington and Miami. I am just going to throw a blanket ban on talking about any speculative trades. Um, I'm sure you guys can agree. Yes, Jeff, we agree. Thank you. Good call, Jeff. 100%. (laughs) This buzz for you. Thanks, guys. Um, for the Falcons, Russell Gage returned to practice. Calvin Ridley is back after missing um, the last game uh, with a personal matter. I uh, might have forgotten about that since it was two weeks ago. It was a 6.30 a.m. game. Um, so in this one, we've got Mike wanting to know if Kyle Pitts can kind of, I guess, keep it rolling in this one because um, he played well the last time he played, but that was in London. And I would just like to point out, he still has not scored in the United States. And Tommy Trumbull has scored twice so and Tommy Trumbull has scored twice one on the ground and one in the air so take sure. that Kyle Pitts take that Kyle Pitts um so uh Mike you want to know if this is gonna be another Kyle Pitts day yeah uh as you mentioned he was outstanding against the Jets two weeks ago uh as he recorded nine receptions on 10 targets for 119 yards and one touchdown something that I think everybody well not everybody many 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 managers thought that was going to be every week why is yeah. that? <laughs> um, and so he finally finally had that blow up game. It was his biggest game of the season by far as he finally uh, turned the volume into production because all the way before that he was we were just okay, it's coming, we know because they're targeting him, he's getting he's getting the looks, he's getting everything. It will happen and it finally did. Uh, but it took Calvin Ridley not being there, Gage not being there, and that's all changing because Calvin Ridley is back, Russell Gage is practicing, and it will be interesting to see exactly what Pitts does with those two wide receivers back in the fold. But uh, he, for the most part, he's averaging about a tight end 12 mark outside of that big blow-up game that he had. And then um, the bad news, I think, is that the Dolphins rank 17th against tight ends. They only allow 13.1 points per game. But if Pitts gets all 13 points, then, you know, no worries. Yeah. So um, here's my question for you guys. And 
one one person I forgot to mention is Devonte Parker, questionable um, with a um, was it a ribs issue? I forget what his injury is, but he's listed as questionable. Um, shoulder and hamstring, which is a hell of an injury designation. Um, and it's Malcolm Brown with the ribs. So here's my question for you guys. Uh, Mike Davis or Miles Gaskin, boys? Let's go. <laughs> I, I'll go Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin is getting a lot of, like, torment for someone who's an RB20. So, um, you know, why not? I know a lot of that had to do with his big, huge 10-catch game and those kind of things, but and he hasn't been the Miles Gaskin that we thought he could be and was last year. But when you have an RB20, I don't know how much you can complain about. Yeah. Uh, Walker, what do you think? Mike Davis or Miles Gaskin? Uh, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Okay. Um, we're starting Cordero Patterson. Uh, are we starting Jalen Waddle? Yeah. Mike? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I think Tua is going to love to throw Jalen Waddle. And I like the way Mike Kosicki got involved in the offense, too. With We were wondering if, if he would get more involved with Tua Tonglevola, uh just being on, you know, the fact that he wasn't targeting Mike Kosicki at all last year and then the big parts of this year. But he did do it um, last week. So that was a good thing to see. So Mike Kosicki might be a good thing. Yeah, Mike Kosicki is a good thing. Um, and I was wrong about Gaskin. He's now at RB28. So. Trash. Trash. Get rid of him. Dump uh, him. Dump. I mean, unironically, maybe in some leagues. But, um yeah, I have Tua Tungavailoa as a streamer this week. Um, the Falcons are a bad defense. Tua has played well in his two games this year. Um, so, you know, you could do a lot worse considering other streamers in that article are like Jimmy Garoppolo um, because um, ownership Jimmy is all Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, sorry, roster ship is all over the map this week. So, um, yeah, it was it was a rough week for streamers. Um I am not sure who I'm taking in this one. Let me, let me, I will take the Falcons. I'm doing it, folks. Dirty bird. Dirty birds. I agree with Jeff. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Going Miami. Miami. And this is a 47 and a half point over under, which feels very low for two teams that can't play defense. So just, just a thought, just a thought for you betting folks out there. Can't play offense either, so. <laughs> they can play. They got Kyle Pitts. They got Miles Gaskin, Mike Gesicki, Calvin Ridley. Um, one last question before we move on to the next game. Tua or Matt Ryan this week? Oh, I don't know how good Miami is against the pass. I think that's a toss-up. How good are you, Miami, against the pass? Walker, what do you think? Tua or Matt Ryan this week? Mm. I'll uh, go Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Matt Dolphins Ryan? are 25th, um, 25th lowest against, but the Falcons are 24th. So, you know, I changed my vote. I'm going to. A... Okay. Good. Done. Final, final answer. We're out of here. All right. Uh, next game up, New England and the Jets. Uh, no Real notable new injuries that I see for the uh, the Patriots. I cannot find an update on Ramondre Stevenson. I'm not sorry, Ramondre. Damian Harris's injury issues. I guess um, 
there's nothing to report on those. For the Jets, Tevin Coleman is questionable with the hamstring injury, but honestly, who cares? And that is it. Not a lot of injury reports for two bad teams in this one. Uh, the Patriots are seven-point favorites, and it is a 42-and-a-half-point over-under. And Walker, you want to know if Michael Carter can pop into the top 24 this week, which is surprising, to say the least. Yeah, that'll tell you how much of a, a, of a weird week it is. Um, a lot of guys not playing due to injury and bye weeks. Michael Carter has been scoring touchdowns. Um, he is typically who they go to when they get down in the near the goal line. Uh, not what I expected going into the season, but that's what they're going with. They clearly don't trust Zach Wilson to not turn the ball over, which, uh, yeah, I don't either. So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, Carter gets, you know, he gets a fair amount of targets in the passing game. He usually gets double-digit carries, and he gets carries in the red zone. He's not very efficient. He, I'm really not convinced he's actually good, but uh, he's got a pretty consistent role right now. And yeah, I mean, there's there's not 24 guys right now that are going to play this week that have a more consistent role. So. I have him ranked just inside the top 24. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll ask one, one is for standard and one is for PPR. I'm going to ask this question twice. Michael Carter or Damian Harris in this one? I, I mean, as long as Harris plays, then I'll play Harris. All right, Mike. Yeah, I agree. I did think with uh, Damian Harris, he's going to get a full load where Michael Carter is going to have to. And then plus that just offense is just, Bad, bad, bad. So I'll go with Damian Harris. Okay. Sounds good. And then um I'm thinking in this one. Is there a wide receiver that we are starting? Jacoby Myers, I guess, in PPR. But other than that. Yeah, I'll start uh Jameson Crowder. Okay. Mike? Yeah, I like Jameson Crowder. Um Corey Davis might surprise, but it, you're, you're sort of just like, okay, uh, I don't know if I want to go that direction. But, you know, in the way, in this kind of weak situation, I can go with Corey Davis, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I would go Corey Davis over Jamison Crowder. Um, you know, uh, Jamison Crowder has one more target than Corey Davis over the last two weeks, but has been a lot less effective with the targets. And I know he's coming off injury, but last week four for 24 uh, where Corey Davis was four for 45. So it's a, you know, a little more downfield. So, but neither one of them have been particularly good uh, catching the football this year from Zach Wilson. Um, and it, I, I kind of also wanted to stress what Walker was saying about Michael Carter. He's yeah. so, I know it kind of sounds strange to hear, but Michael Carter has had a top 24 performance in week two. BS. Um, I'm not buying it. <laughs> and then the last two weeks, he's he's had double digit points. Week five, he had uh, nearly 15 points, um, PPR points. So this this might not be as crazy as a lot of people think. And the, he's playing a, a team that is... Uh, one of the worst against the run. So I, I think Michael Carter is a very good play if you have him. Okay. So you heard it here first. Mike thinks Michael Carter is amazing. I do. 
He's one of them. Loves Michael Carter. This guy loves Michael Michael Carter. Um, All right, so I think that's it for this one. Uh, If you have Hunter Henry, I guess you're starting him. Yeah. Um, If you have Johnny Smith, find another option like I've been doing because he's run 15 routes in the last two games. Not good. Yeah, <laughs> stud. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go New England. I will also be going with New England. Yeah, New England. Um, they're going to take revenge on the rookie they missed out on in Davis Mills, destroying Davis Mills. And they're like, what the heck? Okay, so we got to change all this around. We got it. Bill Belichick's feelings are hurt. He's crying in the locker room. He wants revenge because he didn't destroy Davis Mills. Because you know what? Davis Mills is God. And yes. and, and so he's going to be fired up. And Davis, Davis Mills got Bill Belichick crying in the club. Uh, exactly. I, I'm, I'm just imagining what Bill Belichick crying must look like. And it's very funny to me. Just his his normal face. Just with <laughs> just just his facial expression doesn't change. He's just going like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tears streaming out of his eyes, but he's not. He's just the same normal, uh, normal expression. Flat effort. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next game up is Carolina at the New York Giants. Carolina three and three. Giants one and five. It's a forty-two and a half point over under. Carolina three point favorites. Injuries in this one. Terrace Marshall has been ruled out with a concussion, which means there will be even more targets for Robbie Anderson to drop. Um, that is it for uh, the Panthers. Um, as for the Giants, nobody is healthy. Uh, John That's Ross, right. questionable. Darius Slayton, questionable. Evan Ingram, questionable. Sterling Shepard, questionable. Kenny Galladay, out. Saquon Barkley, out. Darius Toney, out. Um, Walker, Mike, we're going to New York, boys. I think we're starting for the for the Giants in this one. Uh, not, I don't. I don't want any part of that. You don't want that bad juju. I don't want I, I don't want that smoke. I'm not I'm not catching hospital balls from Daniel Jones. Oh come on! Nope. Come on. Absolutely not. Are you ready for 13 targets to Dante Pettis this week, boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I I looked at that last week and I was like, holy shit! He had a or sorry, holy crap! He had 11 catches. Yeah, it was targets, wild. I mean. Yeah, he had 11 yeah. targets last week. Dante yeah, Pettis. The practice nice. squad. Revenge tour, folks. It's I happening. Think, uh, I think Sterling Shepard's going to play. So Shepard will be the very clear main target with all of the other guys injured. Um, Galladay, I don't think, is going to play. Slayton doesn't look like he's going to play. So, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a ton of Sterling Shepard. And uh, on the Giants, I would play Shepard and Booker and nobody else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was staring directly at Evan Ingram's uh, roster ship percentage for the uh, uh, sleepers, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I, can't, I mean, I, he, I can't do it. He's getting the volume, but he's doing nothing with it. He Daniel Jones is not giving him much to work with, and he's not doing anything with the ball when he does happen to get it. Yeah, it's just. He's not good. No, he's not. And. We all got tricked his for his rookie year. Yeah, I don't know. He he was the he's like the only tight end in history who came into the league was immediately good and then just got worse. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know what's up with that. But uh, more targets from our boy Dante. 
who uh, I loved so much that he thought I was mocking him and blocked me. So there is that. Um, that's my Dante Pettis story. Jeff um, blocked. Yeah, he blocked me. I'm the biggest, like, search my tweets for Pettis. I said nothing bad about the man, but I was so supportive of him that I think he thought I was mocking him and he blocked me. So that that tells you one, that tells you two things. One, um, Kyle Shanahan was right about him being emotionally fragile. And two, Dante Pettis name searches. So there is that. Um, Mike, your question in this one, though, uh, is for Carolina. Has DJ Moore's season been slam Darnold? And Walker has a uh, book jacket quote here of LOL. <laughs> um, yeah, it, well, when when Sam Darnold was the walking on water person that he was the first couple of weeks. Cam was, Darnold. We, we decided Cam, he's Cam, Cam Darnold. Cam Darnold. Um, uh, he he was uh, in weeks two through four uh, finished in the top 12 twice and the top 20 once. However, the weeks five and six have been a complete different story because Cam Darnold has turned into Slam Darnold and uh, Moore has just scored 21.7 total points in weeks five and six. So in two weeks, a total of 21 points which is less than his combined week two and week four total. So in week two, he scored more than 21 points. In week four, he scored more than 21 points and just one point higher than in week three. So those two through four weeks were just absolutely phenomenal. Um, And he just can't match any of those weeks, no matter how many weeks you give him to to combine. The Panthers do play the Giants this week, as we've talked about. And they are the 22nd worst against wide receivers and fantasy points allowed pretty much 40 points. So this should be a game where Don, uh, DJ Moore and Slam Darnold bring back life to this offense. Uh, will it happen? I don't know. But this this should be that game where everything turns around for him. Yeah, I actually wrote this week about Sam Darnold, uh, about, you know, is this the same old Sam Darnold that we knew? And um, it kind of is. His completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdown rate, interception rate, uh, yards per carry, and rush attempts per game are almost exactly the same as his last six games with the Jets. The only difference, he's throwing the ball more, and he ran for five touchdowns. So the same... He's the board, and he's a pumpkin. Yep, so the same Sam Darnold that we were crowning earlier this year is the same Sam Darnold that we uh, were hating with the Jets. So, um, yeah. You can check that out, footballobsidity.com. Um, we starting Chuba Hubbard this week, boys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, are we starting – trying to think. Uh, we went through the Giants. Uh, we're starting DJ Moore. Are we starting Robbie Anderson or are we dropping Robbie Anderson? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you can't drop him this week because who the heck are you going to pick up? Dante uh, Pettis. um i don't think i don't think i could start him with any confidence honestly okay mike i i don't start him but this is my final week with robbie anderson he either does it or he doesn't and if he doesn't do it then i'm next week's pod if this question is is back i'm going to say drop robbie anderson oh the question will be back boys trust me i'm already i'm already putting in are we dropping robbie anderson for next week I'm sick and tired of this man. 
All right, we are buzzing through this week because there are so few games. Our last 10 a.m. game, Bengals-Ravens. Bengals are 4-2, and two, Ravens are 5-1. and one. This is a 46-point uh, over-under with the Baltimore Ravens as 6.5-point favorites. Um, stop me if you've heard this one before. Sammy Watkins is out with a hamstring injury this week. Um, what? Yeah, I know. Shocking. Latavius Murray also out with an ankle injury. Um, so that leaves, uh, who, who would that be? Le'Veon Bell, uh, Devonta Freeman, and Tyson Williams this week. And I definitely picked up uh, Devonta Freeman to play this week over Miles Gaskin in a league. So that, that makes me feel good. Um, the Ravens also placed, placed Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle. Tickle? Tickle. Tickle, tackle. I'm not upset. Tickle. Tickle. Their left tickle. Uh, left tickle, tackle. tackle. That's my accent. You guys can't make fun of my accent. I say, I say tackle that way. Um, Is that your Chicago accent coming through? Yeah, my tickle. Duh, bears. Um, that's my entire Chicago accent impression. Um, Ron, anyways, Ronnie Stanley, season-ending IR with an ankle injury. Uh, for the Bengals, um, Chris Evans, running back, uh, was limited with a hamstring issue. Uh, Samaje Pirine is off the COVID list. So that one-week Chris Evans thing might have been just a one-week Chris Evans thing. Um, those are the only injuries I see listed for the Bengals so far. So the question for this one is Walkers, which is actually a very good question, which is like Rashad it. Bateman, who is rostered in fewer than two-third or fewer than one-third of leagues. So he's available in two-thirds of leagues. Pause the podcast. Go see if Rashad Bateman's available. Go get him. Go get him. But Walker wants to know if he has more or less than six and a half targets. I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be more. Um, he had six targets in his first game back last week. Um, was fairly effective. They used him more in the short area, so he didn't put up a whole lot of yards. But um, he looked healthy, looked solid. Um, they're clearly making an effort to get him involved. And they are outside of Lamar almost assuredly not going to be able to run the ball in this game. So I would expect, uh, I, I would expect quite a bit of the short area passing and Bateman should, uh, should excel on that. I'm thinking seven or eight targets for him. And um, while I don't expect his role to change a whole lot, I don't expect him to be going downfield much. Um, I think that he can have a serviceable PPR day for you. Okay, yeah, I think he's. I think he has a chance to be one of these like savior players, a guy who could turn around your season to be like your number two wide receiver or um, a very very good number three wide receiver who really shores up maybe a questionable um, wide receiver room that you might have. I'm a big Rashad Bateman fan, um, and I was glad to see all the targets last week. I think if you like a player like Hunter Renfro or Jacoby Myers, uh, you'll like Rashad Bateman. Uh, they're pretty much all the same kind of ilk. Uh, I really enjoyed the fact that Lamar Jackson trusted Rashad Bateman because all those all those receptions that Bateman brought in were for first downs, and mm-hmm. he caught all four of them. So he's showing Lamar Jackson showing trust in the rookie, someone he hasn't really worked with. Uh, at all for a long time and in a regular season game and when they need a first down he's looking his way so I I just think this is just the start of what Rashad Bateman can really become yeah um why for this game 
Why don't we rank the four wide receivers in this? I'm sorry, the five wide receivers in this game. So you got Hollywood, you got James Proche. No, I'm just kidding. You got, <laughs> you got Hollywood, um, the three Bengals guys. So Chase, Boyd, and uh, Higgins. And then you've got Rashad Bateman. How would you rank those five guys for this week? Uh, I would go with Chase one, Marquise two, uh, Higgins three, Bateman four, Boyd five. Okay. And those first two guys are kind of must starts, right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yes. And uh, I, I agree with Walker. Um, okay. I think the exact same order. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, you're starting Joe Mixon. Uh, I would say bench Joe Burrow this week if you can get away with it. I don't see this being a good Joe Burrow game against the, uh, the Ravens who shut down uh, Justin Herbert last week. They did. Um, and then they are, where are they? Ravens are tied for 11th against uh, quarterbacks, 11th toughest, and they allow 21.8 points per game to quarterbacks. So, yeah, if you can get away with it, I would bench Joe Burrow. I would start like Ryan Tannehill or Tua or. I mean, Matt Ryan versus Joe Burrow is where it starts to get close for me. I might go Matt, uh, Matt Ryan there over Tua. Um, I almost said Kirk Cousins, but I most definitely would not start Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah, you might um, want to avoid that one. Yeah, I don't want to start Kirk Cousins this week. But, um, yeah, where does Joe Burrow fall for you, Walker? I have him at, let's see, I think I have him at 12. Okay. So a so, guy you can start but not recommended. Yeah, he's on the fringe. If yeah. you've got a better option, I would look for. I, I, I would look that way. I mean, um, I have him at eleven, but yeah, um, like I would start Carson Wentz over Burrow this week. Mm. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy no. Garoppolo. Please stop. No, I would not stop smirching my handsome friend's name. <laughs> um, I realized we forgot to call last game, so uh, let's call both these games: Carolina Giants and Cincinnati oh, yeah. Baltimore. Who do we got? Carolina and Baltimore. Uh, Mike. Carolina and Cincinnati. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going, going spicy. I'm going Carolina and Baltimore. Car ball. And then to sort of speak on what you're saying with, Jeff, with with Joe Burrow. So not only does he not run very much, it, uh, only when he has to, but the Ravens against the quarterback. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> um, in their last four games have allowed four touchdowns. So Two quarterbacks or overall? Two, quarter, two quarterbacks. Okay, I was going to say. Four touchdowns, but only four touchdowns in four games. So quarterbacks are throwing an average of one per game. Uh, and That math so, checks out. Um, it's, it's, so you have a quarterback who doesn't run, who's going to throw one touchdown. Your, your chances of Joe Burrow being much of anything this week, it will be very surprising. Very low. Joe Burr low. Joe Burr low. In the rankings. So, all right, let's get into the afternoon games. And these are going to be snooze fests. There are three of these games are projected to be 12 point or greater, uh, margins of victory. So, um, let's start with Philly and Vegas, the one game that's projected to be close. Philly is two and four. Vegas is four and two. This is a 49 point over under in this one. And uh, Vegas are 
three-point favorites. So injuries in this one, um, let's see, for the Raiders, um, everybody who was limited earlier this week, so we got Brian Edwards limited, we've got Henry Ruggs limited, they're back to being full participants, so no real injuries to note um, for the Raiders. One interesting thing I heard, though, um, for usage patterns was uh, Josh Jacobs, has been imploring coaches to get Kenyon Drake more touches. He's rostered in about half of leagues, and we saw what Kenyon Drake could do um, in a smaller role last week. I wouldn't expect two touchdowns, obviously, but he might worth yeah. might be worth a look. Um, just just a thought um, while we're going through uh, roster stuff. Um, as for the Eagles, they traded Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard is off of the COVID list. He will play in Week Nine. I'm sorry, in Week Seven. I was looking at 19. He will play in Week Seven after coming off the COVID-19 list. And that's pretty much it. Lane Johnson will be back after taking a break for his mental health. Um, I'm glad he was able to, um, you know, take that time that the, the, the Eagles didn't do a Ben Simmons to him. Um, what, what did, or is that for later? Oh, the Ben Simmons thing? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's a very toxic relationship. Uh, ben Simmons... Um, is now saying that he might have to deal with some mental health stuff. And um, it tracks for me, but the the timing is iffy. But it tracks for me with his overall thing where he's like, he's afraid to shoot. He's got classic like anxiety avoidance stuff going on. Uh, ben Simmons does. Uh, he's got classic psychology. And um, now he's like, I don't think I have the mental health to take care of this. And the the 76ers just hate him. So they're like, boo, this guy. They're like lit in this leak. And they're like, look at this loser. So, wow. Um, I don't think that's of, a good way to handle that. Yeah. Tobias Harris was like, let the man live. He's our teammate. We love him. You know, when he's ready, we'll have, we'll be back. Tobias Harris is one of his teammates. So the Sixers players are handling it, but the brass are, they've been doing Ben Simmons bad for a while. So, um, that yeah. Doesn't work. yeah, you don't do it that way. But anyway, nope. yeah. Yes. So back to football. Mike, can Josh Jacobs have his third straight top 20 performance? He very well may. Uh, in week five, Jacobs finished as RB20. Uh, in week six, Jacobs was RB19. So he's definitely verging that, that top 20 area. They get the Dolphins this week. And Miami is allowed the 30 most fantasy. Are you sure they're getting Miami this week? And I'm not sure that they're getting Miami this week because <laughs> they're getting the Eagles this week. That's right. They are getting the Eagles How this week. I screwed that up. Um, this is uh, usually when we have those two questions. This is usually when it was very much um, uh, a saving grace. Uh, yeah. But, um, it's they don't even play Miami this year. I thought maybe you looked at the wrong. They played them. The oh, they played them earlier up. this year. They played them earlier this year. Wait, did you just call the Dolphins the Birds? I think I just did. Hey, oh, no, I've been up all night, okay? I'm, right. I'm just going to use that excuse Mike, from now Mike on. gets a pass. Mike gets a pass. Any, any mistake I make is going to be because I was up all night. Yes. Well, um, like I'm politely staying quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so throw all that out the window outside of where he's finished because the Eagles are very good against the run. Um and just to make everything short and so I can move away from this disaster fire that I've created for myself, uh, I'm going to say he's going to finish outside the top 20, probably around 25 to 30. 
Okay, so not a good start this week, you would say. Not a good start, which I really thought it was going to be a good start, but that all changed. Okay, Walker, what what do you think about Josh Jacobs this week? Where do you have him ranked? Uh, I have him ranked eighth. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I let's, really like. Wow. Let's hear this difference of opinion here. That that's like completely opposite side of the spectrum here. Okay, I'm, fight, yeah. fight, fight, fight. No, we're not gonna <laughs> fight. Um, I just I think I, I think Josh Jacobs is fine. Um, but the the Philly linebackers are not good. Um, Jacobs certainly has the strength to run through people. He's been getting a large percentage of the touches. Um, I just, you know, I, I think that his role is pretty stable right now, much more so than a lot of the other guys around that range. I mean, like I'd rather start Josh Jacobs than Cordero Patterson because if Patterson doesn't score a touchdown, then you're relying on his, like, seven touches a game. Um, I'd rather start Jacobs than Chuba Hubbard because he's more established. I'd rather start him than Chase Edmonds because he has a bigger role. It's just... You know, he's in a pretty big tier, and obviously there really aren't very many studs this week. So once you're past, like, the top six or seven guys, you're really looking at, you know, whoever you're feeling good about. And that's kind of reflected here. I mean, I I, I trust Jacobs this week. Mike doesn't, and we're both justified in that, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mike, I, your rebuttal. My rebuttal would be uh, that Jacobs has not scored more than 17 points um this year and that was in uh week one where he finished like rb 23 24 so his biggest no he finished rb 12 my mistake um so it's it's one of it's one of one of those things where he's 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 not um been more than rb 12 but when you do throw in what walker's saying when you have the running backs missing because of all the you know bye weeks um and Josh Jacobs has probably been one of the most steady dead zone running backs uh this year I I could see what he's he's going there but I think I had an RB8 little early but as Walker said we're both justified I think neither one of you are justified I think you're both wrong I think he settles somewhere in the middle that's me the radical centrist the uh, RB17, are you saying RB17, RB18? Sure, sure, RB17, RB18. I am fence-sitting here, boys. Jeff, um, I'll, bet you a, I'll bet you a pizza he finishes higher than RB20. But I'm saying he finishes higher than RB20. I'll bet you a pizza he finishes higher than RB17. Sure. Woo! Done. You heard it here first. Speaking of which, I need, I need your, your PayPal, Walker, because I owe you a pizza from last week. Oh really? What I forgot the bet. What happened? Pittman. I said Pittman would outscore uh, Brandon Cooks. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Send, I'll, send me your, I'll, send me your PayPal and yeah, whatever it. amount of pizza, whatever I'll it is it down the there. Chat. Just it, it, ten dollars is fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Let me start. Ask some starter sick questions. Devonta Smith or Hunter Renfro? Smith. That's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna go Hunter Renfro because I put him on my flex, my flex article this week. So Miles Sanders or nobody? I would start Miles Sanders over uh, over leaving it blank, but okay. uh, it's a close one. You know, it's close a close one. one. All right, Mike. 
I like nobody. I really do. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's like, I'm feeling Mike, nobody. M- Mike, uh, Mike outing himself as a hermit. <laughs> I like nobody. Um, walk the earth like as a hermit. Um, I'm thinking Miles, they got to get Miles Sanders involved. Uh, I actually think Miles Sanders is a buy low target right now. Yeah. In like trades. I mean, he's dominating the backfield share after they had their like one game dalliance with giving Kenneth Gainwell a bunch of touches. They decided, well, that's not good. And they went right back to Miles Sanders a bunch. Um, he's facing a ton of bad run defenses coming up. So I, Sanders is probably going to be a pretty reliable like RB2 slash flex for the remainder of the season. And. Whoever's got him is likely not viewing him as that because yeah. he's been really frustrating to own or to to be a manager of so far this season. Yeah, my um my buddy who uh, told me Wednesday's episode was very good, so congrats, Walker. Uh, he traded uh, Zach Moss and Henry Ruggs, which whatever, for Miles Sanders. And I was like, that's a great call. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I he's like I told him he was trading like security for upside. Like Zach Moss will get you some points, but Miles Sanders is. Well, he got basically got Zach Moss for free. So uh, no, Sanders. Tra- yeah, that's true. Sanders is an RB twenty eight, and Henry Ruggs is an RB thirty three, and um, so, and then you throw in Zach Moss. Yeah, I'll take it. There you go, Joburg. You heard it here first. Um, all right, I think that's it for the question of what guys. You're starting Dallas Goddard. You're starting Darren Waller. Um. You're starting Jalen Hurts, and um, next week I want to have after this game I want to have a discussion with you guys about Jalen Hurts' rest of season because he's kind of doing this by hook or by crook fantasy production thing, and I'm curious what uh, what you guys think about it. So be prepared for that next week. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it for this one. So um, I'm taking the Raiders. I got the Raiders. Going with the Eagles, baby. The Raiders. Fly Eagles fly. Fly Eagles. Yeah. So, sorry, I had to I had to find the the dog. Go birds. Go, go birds. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready for the Matt Stafford revenge game? Detroit 0 and 6. Rams 5 and 1. Over under 50 and a half points. Rams are 16 and a half point favorites. The game is for Walker's heart. Matt Stafford versus the Lions. Um, Sony Michelle did not practice on Wednesday. Um, but is expected to play uh, in week seven. Uh, Johnny Munt, tight end, went on IR for the uh, Rams. Jake Funk went on IR, who is a running back with a hamstring injury. And that's pretty much it for the Rams, for the Lions. Uh, DeAndre Swift dealing with a groin injury is questionable, but it's expected to play. Um, and I think that's it, Walker. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had a knee issue that he's been practicing through. And Dan Campbell threw Jared Goff under the bus. So Jared Goff is dealing with tire marks, tread marks right now. Um, And my dog is very upset at a FedEx truck outside. Um, So the question in this one is, Walker wants to know, is Jamal Williams still flex-worthy? And this is a question that I've been asking myself for several weeks now. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that this is probably not a good week for him to for, for us to determine that. I mean, this is a game where the Lions are going to be coming from behind a, like the whole game, and so it's going to be a lot of DeAndre Swift catching passes and not a lot of Jamal Williams running the ball. Um, 
it's starting to seem more and more like his eight targets week one was just a complete fluke and it was all game plan based because the Niners don't cover running backs um, because he hasn't come close to that involvement in the passing game since then. I wouldn't play him this week. Um, I don't know if you can write him off after this week, but if he throws up a dud this week and then another dud next week against the Eagles, then at that point he's he's not worthy of a spot. You know, at that point he drops into like handcuff only territory because I think if DeAndre yeah. Swift gets hurt, he has like he's walking. Oh, yeah. into massive yeah, if if uh, if you can't drop Williams because yeah, if if Swift were to ever go down, like Williams is an RB one immediately. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm in full agreement there. I think with Jamal Williams, Mike. What were you gonna say? I'm just curious on what happened with the Cincinnati game. I did not see it, but Williams went from 12 carries against Baltimore, 14 against Chicago, 13 against Minnesota, and then four against Cincinnati. Well, he was uh, hurt last week. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. He was a little he he was a little dinged up in yeah. game, and also um, that was the first game in a while where the Lions were behind like early and often. Mm-hmm. Most of the games have been close the whole way, and so Williams and Swift have been getting pretty similar workloads. But when the Lions go behind quick, Swift gets pretty much all the work. Yeah, Mike, look at the final score margin between. Uh, so it was 17-19, 14-24, 17-19. Those are when he was getting 12-14-13. And then when they got master blasted, it was four carries. You know, So that I think that that answers your question, Mike. Just look at the final score. So then he should be back up to that 14 range again this week against the Rams, right? Well, the Rams might master blast him, so that would Yeah, be- no, I think I think that I would be surprised if Williams got double digit carries in this game because the Lions are going to be so far behind. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't put put that in the equation correct. So playing the Rams and okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um All right. I'm trying to think uh so we're starting Cooper Cup, we're starting TJ Hawkins. Are we starting TJ Hawkinson? Yeah, you got to start TJ. Okay. I agree. Um, Are we starting Tyler Higby? Yep. Mm. Hawkinson or Higby? Hawkinson, come on. Hawkinson. I had to ask. I don't know. I, I mean, it really depends who you've got, if you're starting Higby or not. Okay. Um, Are we starting Amon Ross St. Brown? In a deep league, sure. I, th- I think this is sort of this also goes in with what what Walker was saying earlier about bye weeks having a factor. Yeah. Um, and Amon Ross St. Brown is is been moving upward uh, almost on a weekly basis. So, I with the players out and maybe have a little mixture of injuries. I I, I if I see Amon Ross starting in on some rosters, I I wouldn't be surprised by it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say if you're in just like a two receiver and a flex league, then it's probably not the case. But a three three receiver and flex league, I think you, yeah. I think he's definitely a, a guy who's going to be starting more than likely. Exactly. I yep, I concur. Okay, sounds good. Um, trying to think. So we're Daryl Williams must start. Cooper Cup must start. Matthew Stafford must start. Um, DeAndre Swift must start. I think that's it for this game. Uh, Robert Woods, you're not going to be able to get away from him on a bye week. Um, Van no, Jefferson, you, the dream you should is definitely, dead. you should definitely play Woods this week. 
yeah. So um, he's been a little bit disappointing, but I think this will be a good week for him. So um, I'm taking the Rams. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams. Rams. Let's get these next three games out of the way since they're double digits. Is anybody not taking Arizona or Tampa Bay? No, I'm taking Arizona and Tampa Bay for sure, yeah. Mike? Arizona, yes. Uh, You think the Bears are going to beat Tampa Bay like they did last year? I think it'll be close, but I'm still going to go Tampa Bay on this one. Okay, so we'll get that out of the way since those are massive uh, uh, disparate uh, games. So next game up. It's a 12-point spread, Chicago and Tampa Bay. If I was a betting man, I would take that spread. You think it's going to be closer than that? I, I think it's going to be closer. Okay. Uh, let's talk Houston Texans, Arizona Cardinals next game up. Um, this is a 125 start uh, Pacific time, 47 and a half point over under. Arizona 18 point favorites. Texans uh, injuries are Nico Collins has an ankle injury and is questionable. Um, he was added on Thursday, so he's probably not going to be good to go for this weekend. Or if he does play, he'll be hobbled. You'd never like to see those late week additions. They really screw things up for you. Uh, for the Cardinals, Chase Edmonds is off the injury report with a shoulder injury. Um, and that's really it. Can we, so let's see, question in this one, uh, Mike wants to know which wide receiver not named DeAndre Hopkins will be Kyler Murray's guy this week. Yeah, so Kyler Murray, is, we all know Hopkins is number one. Um, and then Kyler Murray usually puts another wide receiver slash tight end into either a flex or wide receiver two position by the end of the week. So all of these guys could have, if you are a manager of them, have uh, good implications on helping your team win. So I broke it down. And Christian Kirk right now leads the group with, as a wide receiver, 30, 358 yards, three touchdowns. Then Green is not too far behind him at a wide receiver, 35, 340 yards and three touchdowns. And then you have Rondell Moore, who is a wide receiver, 42, 286 yards, one touchdown. And then newly guy, Zach Ertz. And he has 189 yards and two touchdowns and is tied in 16 on the season and climbing. So I'm looking at this and AJ Green was last week. Uh, Ronnie Moore was the week before. And then Christian Kirk, uh, he's just sort of been in and out. Uh, you know, I like Zach Ertz this week. I really think that Zach Ertz is the new guy on the team. They're going to want to focus on him. Max Williams, whoever the heck he is, was doing well until he got injured. And Zach Ertz is probably that missing piece, sort of like how Antonio Brown was that missing piece for the Buccaneers that sort of just pushed them over the top. Zach Ertz, to me, is sort of that missing piece for the Cardinals offense that is going to push them even further. So being new and being sort of a a good receiver at at that tight end position, I think Zach Ertz is the guy that you're going to want to put in your flex or tight end position. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask a question. I'll make it really easy for you guys. Is there a Texan not named Brandon Cooks that we are starting this week if we can help it? Not starting, no. But I like Nico Collins a lot. Uh, He's not going to – you're not going to start him now, but he should be on your radar for sure. 1% rostered, by the way. Yeah, that's ridiculous. All right. Um, Is there a Cardinal that we are benching? 
Chase Edmonds. Really? Yeah. Walker? Mike uh, just said we're benching Chase Edmonds this week. No, we're not. No, no. no. <laughs> Chase Edmonds. Uh, Mike, why are you why are you benching Chase Edmonds this week? It's just been his production over the last few weeks. He's just not been um, what he was in the beginning of the season, and he's he's had six he had six points um, last week. He had four points the week before. It, he did have twelve. Uh, three weeks ago against the Rams, which was good. And then 10 against Jaguars, nine against Minnesota, 10 against Tennessee Titans. So his best game was against one of the best run defenses in football. But really, other than that, it's just been sort of flat. It hasn't been great. And if anything, he's going to be a flex option for you, but it you're, you're pushing it. So in this week's atmosphere, I could I can buy him being a being someone that you would want to put in the flex, but in an overall situation, uh, yeah, he's she should be on the bench. That's right. You heard it here first. James Connor greater than sign Chase Edmonds. Agree. No. <laughs> All right. Correct. Let's move on to the next game. Chicago and Tampa Bay. Chicago three and three. Tampa Bay five and one. It's the last afternoon game, uh, 47 point over under Tampa Bay, 12 point favorites. And that's when I loaded this up. Let me see. Uh, let me reload ESPN to see if the lines changed after the uh, the notables, notable outs for this weekend. Uh, half a point. So still overwhelming favorite for the for the uh, Buccaneers, despite uh, no Richard Sherman, no Levante David, no Rob Gronkowski, no Antonio Brown and O.J. Howard. As a true questionable, um, who he returned to practice on Friday with an ankle injury, should not be all that relevant, but with no Gronk, you never know. Uh, for the Bears, Jimmy Graham was put on the COVID list this uh, week. It does not move the needle at all. He has barely been playing this year. Um, ran around, catch. Yeah, ran around on 24% of dropbacks this season. So that's like seven routes a game. Um, Allen Robinson is questionable with an ankle injury, but he was also questionable last week. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, Khalil Herbert is good to go. Uh, Dave Montgomery still on IR. Damian Williams, um, could come off COVID IR on Saturday. So you'll know on Saturday if Damian Williams will be coming off the COVID IR. Um, otherwise he, I don't believe he'll be able to play on Sunday. Um, so that makes a difference for, Khalil Herbert um, versus Damian Williams. I'm starting Khalil Herbert no matter what, because that's just the places where I have Khalil Herbert. That's what my roster situation looks like. So Walker wants to know if Allen Robinson can hit the top 30 this week. Yep. I'm saying, I'm saying, yes, I'm saying this is the week. Allen Robinson finally does something uh, because if it's not, then I'm not sure you can play him at all for the foreseeable future. Tampa is very bad at covering players, just period, in the past game. Um, Chicago isn't going to be able to run with Khalil Herbert and no one else against yeah. the best run defense in the league. Um, so for Chicago to compete in this game, Robinson's going to have to be relevant. And uh, I think that he'll figure out a way to get it done. Um, but 
like I said, if if he doesn't, then I think it's time to abandon all hope there. So here's a question for you guys. Um, one that I'm sure I will get Sunday on the start or sit show. Uh, Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson? Uh, Darnell Mooney seems to be more of the guy with uh, Fields than Robinson has been. I don't like either one of them, but that's what I would do. Walker? Uh, what, what was the... Sorry, I'm sorry. Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson? I mean, I have them back-to-back in my rankings. Um, I would I would still go with Robinson this week, but... Um, it's close. Yeah, it's very close. Okay, yeah. And it's crazy that it's gotten to this point because we pictured a Darnell Mooney... Uh, breakout being alongside a Justin Fields breakout, which has not happened, but Darnell Mooney has kind of overtaken um, Allen Robinson a little bit. Um, But I actually kind of like Justin Fields this week. How do you guys feel about him having his breakout game this week against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL uh, without both, I mean, a defense that won't have Levante David or Richard Sherman? Nope. No? Nope. Nope. All right, Walker. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with Mike. All right, I will tell you both that you are fools next week. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a blowout by Tampa Bay. Um, we're starting Leonard Fournette. We're not starting Ronald Jones. Uh, I would not bother with any of the Tampa Bay tight ends. Um, you're starting Mike Evans. You're starting Chris Godwin. Uh, you're starting Tom Brady. I think that's it. This is a very straightforward game, I, I yep. do believe, except for A-Rob and Mooney being the only question. So let's go to Sunday Night Football. The Mike versus Jeff Bowl. <laughs> 43.0 over under. San Francisco, four-point favorites in this one. Um, we were mentioning it earlier about the, um, what was it called? The Bomb Vortex or something? Bomb Cyclone. Uh, Bomb cyclone that the that's going to rain down on Santa Clara. So keep that in mind. Rain will be a factor. Wind will be a factor. Uh, when I was reading about it, there was a meteorologist that said, well, you know, if this is in a different part of the world, we probably come close to calling this a hurricane. But given where it is, we, we, we don't call it that. And I was like, oh, OK, maybe I'm not going to this game on Sunday. We'll we'll yeah. we'll find out. But um, damn, girl, you got that bomb cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, For the Colts, T.Y. Hilton is questionable with a quad injury against the 49ers, but it's looking like he's probably not going to play. Paris Campbell had surgery on his foot, and that's the year for him, right, Mike? Man, guy catches a touchdown, celebrates, comes off the field, and trainers are looking at his ankle. And it's just like, dude, you just scored a freaking touchdown. What the hell? And you were selling, what the hell did you do? Left it all out on the field. Left Uh, it on the field. Good job, guy. Yeah. Julian Blackman tore his Achilles at practice. Oh, let's not bring that up. Uh, Quentin Nelson designated for return from IR. How about that? That's good news. Yeah, and Marlon Mack might just stay in San Francisco. They're one of the teams asking about the trade. San uh, with, wants all the running backs. With the Colts. Yeah, just give them all the running backs. They're like Thanos out there. I need all the running backs. All right. Yeah, he says, uh, Kyle Shanahan, if another guy gets hurt, he says, fine, I'll do it myself. Uh, Trey Lance not playing with his knee injury. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing with his calf injury uh, for the 49ers. Trent Williams is doubtful with a knee injury, which means Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get his you-know-what beat over and over by DeForest Buckner. Um, 
Interesting stash candidate in Super Leagues, Jamichael Hasty is expected to be active for Week 7 against the Colts. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. is not expected to make it back anytime soon. They're talking maybe early December for him right now. Wow. So if anybody was going to disrupt this uh, Elijah Mitchell um, grip that he has on this job, it would be Jamichael Hasty, who did outperform um, Elijah Mitchell the one time that they uh, played together. So that's something to stash in a deep league. I picked him up in Scott Fishbowl. So he was available there, which means he's probably available in your league. So just uh, keep that in mind. So, um, Mike, your question in this one, is Michael Pittman going to be top 30? Yeah, I, well, with the, with the, the Blizzard Bowl of death coming, um, I, I, it's going to be pretty hard to probably be passing the ball. But let's just say there's clearer skies above. Uh, Michael Pittman has been really good outside of week six and week one. He's put up double digit points. Uh, two of those games were 20 plus point games. And 49ers don't look like they want to really stop the pass all that much. So I, I think Michael Pittman has a has a great opportunity um, being a, a top top 30, at, at least in, in this game, due to the fact that, as you mentioned, Paris Campbell is out. T.Y. Hilton is out. They have to throw to somebody. Might as well be Michael Pittman. All right. Um, are we starting Michael Pittman or Brandon Ayuk, boys? Michael Pittman. Pittman. Are we starting? Uh, That's not even close. Ayuk was, was what? I was a joke. receiver 85 or something? 92? Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Sometimes when you when you finish hot after the bye, you have to start as wide receiver 95 before the bye. Well, that that's a good starting place for him. Hey, Mike, let me let me see what you think about this trade. Uh, Dalton Schultz for Brandon Ayuk. I think that's a great trade for the for guy me. getting Brandon Ayuk, right? Yeah, for, for I traded I traded Jeff Brandon Ayuk for Dalton Schultz because <laughs> I snapped. I snapped and I decided that Dalton Schultz or that Brandon Ayuk is going to be good now. I just decided that. Oh, might as well start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, Walker was there. I said, you know what? I think he's going to be good now. That's it. It's all over. He's good now. I'm going to will this into the universe. Um, so you have to start Elijah Mitchell. Walker has him at 15 this week, and he said that was his hardest running back to rank. Um, but you kind of have to start Elijah Mitchell, even though I don't trust him. We're not sure if he's good yet. Is the thing. He looks pretty good to me. Um, I had to see more tape on him, but what I saw, I can't remember what game it was. He, I'm like, okay, so this is why he's the starter, and Trey Sermon is not. Yeah, and we also don't know even if he is good if he will get the touches this week because that's just how Shanahan rolls. Yeah, exactly. You just yeah. Know. So all right. Um, I'm going to take San Francisco in this one. I'm going to go Homer. I think uh, they stopped. Oh, I question for you guys. Are we starting Naheem Hines? Niners not very good at stopping pass catching running backs, but he hasn't been getting a lot of touches. Yes. All right, Mike. I, I think, I think Naheem Hines will be pretty active in this game. Um, it's just because of what you mentioned. And Carson Wentz hasn't really been looking at Naheem Hines' way all that much this year, but this could be the game where he he turns his direction towards him. 
Okay, so we got Debo must start, Jonathan Taylor must start. Uh, I think we've talked about everybody else. Uh, in a two-quarterback league, Carson Wentz or Jimmy Garoppolo? Wentz. Oh, yeah, Carson Wentz by far. Not even nope, close. wrong answer. I'm taking the Niners. Nope, not even close. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. I'm taking the Niners. Mike? Um, go. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Uh... Take the Niners. I think I will take the Niners, actually. Yes. Well, I'm going going with Colts. All right. Yeah, Walker, the number one Colts fan on this podcast. I love the Colts, baby. Love the Colts. And just to give you an idea of what Naheem Hines has been not doing, uh, week three. Anything? Scoring (laughs) points. That's what he hasn't been doing. He hasn't been doing anything. Nothing. Um, week three, he had six targets against Tennessee. And then week four, five, and six, he had a total of five targets. Sheesh. Oh, so boy. six targets in one game, five in the next three. Not good. Yeah. So, all right, Saints, Seahawks, Monday Night Football, last game of the week to talk about here. New Orleans is three and two. Seattle is two and four. Uh, it's a 43-point over-under with um, – New Orleans has four and a half point road favorites. Um, if you've been living under a rock for the Seahawks, the major injury is still Russell Wilson. He will not be playing in this one. He's on IR. Uh, Alex Collins with a core issue has been uh, not practicing for uh, Thursday and Friday and will be a game time decision Ooh. on Monday night football. Sounds like out. Yeah. Rashad Penny is designated to return from IR. Walker will get to that in a second um, with his calf issue. Jacob Eason is a he will be bad for the Seahawks now instead of bad for the Colts. Um, that's that, that backfired big time on the Colts. Yeah, Jacob Eason is bad at football. Um, he, he's he has, he's he's okay. He has a lot of development to do, but I think what the Colts tried to do was wave him and then hopes and then hope that nobody picked him up, and then they were going to put him on the practice squad, and that did not happen obviously, because the Seattle was like, ooh, Jacob Beeson, let's let's throw him on here. Look, we've all been there where you try to cut somebody to squeeze them through and hopefully pick them back up on waivers and it doesn't work. Look, we've all we've all been there, guys. Um, Saints, uh, Deontay Harris, hamstring injuries, sideline for practice on Friday. Um, doesn't matter for most people, but I have him in a return yard league, so this kills me. He's like a top 30 wide receiver there. Um, Taysom Hill, still sidelined from his concussion, which is scary. Teron Armstead returned to practice from his elbow injury. Trey Quan Smith, part- Trey Quan Smith participated in Saints practice on Thursday. Um, and uh, the Saints are another team looking at Marlon Mack. So those are all the injuries for this one. Uh, the question for this one is uh, Walker says Rashad Penny s-z-n uh yeah rashad no not rashad penny season but uh it could be rashad penny week um saints are a pretty good defense so i wouldn't expect anything like massive out of him but collins is not likely to play and penny if it's penny dallas and homer as the only guys in the backfield penny's clearly the most talented so i would expect him to get the highest share of that work. So if, if Collins doesn't play, I think Penny is a good flex option. So you should definitely go see if, if your league has just kind of forgotten about him and throw him on the end of your bench, see what happens. I'm considering a Rashad Penny 
uh, Deontay as a as a pivot for Deontay Harris if he's still available in this league. Good God. Do it. The, the buys hit me hard, boys. Daniel Dimes should go to Seattle. That way you can have pennies and dimes. Ooh. And he would be better than Geno Smith. But you just need to, need to bring R.W. McCorders out of retirement. There we go. Then we can have it all. And uh, Nickel Roby Coleman. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Trade him to Seattle. The all-coin team. Um, all right. I got lost there. Uh, let's see. Rashad Penny, maybe. Um, Geno Smith or Jameis Winston in a two-quarterback league? Jameis. I have to go Geno on this one. Um, I it, it, it's I, I think Geno Smith can put up bottom level points, but they'll be it'll be steady. Where Jameis Winston is either going to throw five touchdowns or nothing at all. Um, and I'm just risk averse, so I'd rather go with the horrible, the worst quarterback, knowing that you're going to get more steady points than someone who's boom or bust because you know you're not going to get any yards out of Jameis Winston it's all touchdowns out of this guy all right uh, I can't believe I'm asking this question but Tyler Lockett or Marquez Callaway I mean he's still still Lockett I hope it's still Lockett because I got him going in my home home what this guy hates Tyler Lockett and he has him on rosters I I yeah I uh I but I don't have anybody else I can't play Lamb I can't play Thielen I can't play Deontay Johnson I could play Amon St. Brown. So I here's mean, the question. Tyler Lockett, Amon St. Brown. Lockett. Uh, PPR? Yes, one point. He might go full PPR. I might go Amon Ra. Oh, man, now I'm more confused. I don't know which way to go. Yeah, I mean, full PPR. I mean, he's uh, in a game where the, Ram, uh, the Rams are going to force the Lions to throw a lot. I mean, ugh. I don't know, but Jalen Ramsey, I don't know. Yeah. Ramsey won't be covering Amon Ra very much. Will they have him on Hawkinson? Either that, they'll either just leave him on the outside, because St. Brown plays in the slot, so. Oh, that's right. They'll either leave Ramsey outside and he'll end up on, like, Khalif Raymond, or they'll try to manufacture Ramsey onto Hawkinson a bunch. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to good thing to think about so um i think that's it i'm trying to think yeah so uh, if you if uh Khalif raymond is your like desperation by week play i wouldn't recommend that this week because he's probably gonna see enough jalen ramsey that he's gonna be pretty worthless yeah he's gonna see enough that it it, it ruins your upside there for him yeah. you know and you're gonna have to be like okay so maybe when jalen ramsey's not on the field that's when he gets his one big play and then you yeah you're you're worrying about Jared Goff cashing that in. Yeah yeah it's gonna be like a three for twenty five game for Raymond. Yeah so all right um I'm taking the Saints. I am also taking the Saints. The Saints go marching in. All right Mike takes the Saints as well so that's it boys is there anything else that's on the you're dying to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about in this one. Uh, my opponent in Scott Fishbowl was playing both Yami Brown and Ramondre Stevenson this week. Good lord! Right on, winner. Yeah, You're, I I, th- that, I think I'll be all right. I'm playing Matt Prater, but you know. Yeah, I'm I'm um yeah. 
I didn't realize I was starting Miles Garrett last night, so I was very happy to find that out today. <laughs> the the Bipocalypse is killing us. Like, I don't even know who I'm starting. <laughs> every yeah, I play, so. I, in my home league, I had nobody, and I was just going against Noah Fant, and Fant had five for 39. I was like, that's that's okay. 8.9 yeah. points, I can, I'll be okay. Because I'm streaming Cole Kmet as my tight end this week. Woo, buddy. He's my sleeper. Uh, one of my sleeper tight ends this week. And, I have uh, three. I have three leagues, and uh, my starting tight ends this week are Cole Kmet, Ross Dwelly, and Ross Dwelly. Buddy, was Durham Smythe not available? Your number twenty-five tight end. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> Dwelly's not bad though. He usually performs when that, Kittle's not out. Yeah, that was mostly a joke. And I would expect Dwelly to get I don't know three or four targets against a. Colts defense that can be beat down the field, so maybe he'll get a big catch or something, or maybe he'll score a touchdown. Yeah, big games from Ross Dwelly, Brandon Ayuk, and Jamichael Hasty this week. Gonna call, have I, I am going to call Brandon Ayuk scores a touchdown this week. That's right. I think I'm starting him in. I better start him in the league that I just traded for him in with uh, you guys. So, all right. Uh, if we got nothing else, I think I'll call it. Uh, that will do it for this week's episode of the Football Street Podcast. Uh, we will be back in the podcast feed on Tuesday uh, to talk about these games. Um, I will. I will be back on Sunday to talk uh, starter sit on the Twitch stream, and then on Monday on the Twitch stream, I will be reviewing the games as well. So. Um, For Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Bye. Bye.